me tell you something, Jeff. It's all about delivery. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Canada. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony, there are precious few days yeah. of shopping left before the holidays. Oh, my gosh. I've been thinking about all my favorite brands and how, yeah. to, best, and how to best deliver these brands to the people in my life for great values. I hope, I, hope, uh, I hope you've hashtagged that in some way so that you know which brands to deliver to your most loved family members. Yeah, of course. Of well, course. Well, you know, I have been going round and round here thinking to myself, what do I get for my good friend, Anthony Carboni? What do I get, what do I get for the guy who has everything? And by everything, I mean very few things. Very but few, very few everything. things, but they're all weird. <laughs> I have fewer very, and fewer things. Yeah, I have very few, I have fewer and fewer things, but they're stranger and stranger. Yeah, no, this, so, the, so I think perhaps, perhaps, Anthony, I have found a gift for you that might be the perfect cross-section of your interests. Oh, and okay. I have to thank uh, our folks in the Discord for posting this one. Uh, this is a, where is it? Who, is, who posted this? It was our friend, Synergy Mansfield. Z Synergy Mansfield posted this article about uh, a product that I think you're going to like. I'm going to have to fi- figure out how to get one. It is called, Anthony, it is called... Mm-hmm. Dog phone. Dog phone. It's dog I get phone. It. I get it already. Yeah. You know, finally, a product whose name is all you need to understand what it does. Fucking dog you know? phone. Listen, dog for, those, phone. for those of you who are patrons this week, you can, you know that we were just talking about stuff like this. I, yes. I need, if you, get, if you get the show opens on the Patreon, patreon.com slash we have concerns, we were just talking about uh, our need to break language back down into simple specifics. Yeah. Why do I need why do I need to have a product called the Oobly or whatever the hell no. the next dumb internet item is? Give me give me clarity. Why are you know? names why are names stranger and longer but they include fewer and fewer vowels? Do you know what I mean? Oh yes. It's frustrating. No, I want to know that it's, it's the dog phone. Dog phone is the brainchild of a researcher at the University of Glasgow in Scotland. Her name is Dr. Elena Piresk Douglas. I'm sure I mispronounced that. But yeah, but the Douglas you nailed, though. That's the important yeah. thing is you stick the landing. <sighs> yeah, finish strong. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Elena has a dog, a 10-year-old Labrador named Zach. First of all, congrats. Yeah. S- strong dog name, too. I like Zach. Zach. I like Zach. I, yeah. I got to admit, I like it because uh, the first dog we ever had as a family, I named Zachary. As well. So mm. I like Zach as a dog name. I think it's a strong dog name. Uh, we called too. him Zachary Barker. Little Zachary Barker. He was a, uh, a dachshund. I love big that. attitude. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dachshunds all have big attitudes. They're dumb. Oh, yeah. Oh, real dumb. They're dumb and they can be, they, they'll, man, when they, when they decide they're in a bad mood, they just get mean. This, my, this dog would take his, his toys and like walk them around the backyard, the perimeter of the backyard, like he was, King shit of the of the whole backyard. Yeah, he, he was he was a real dumb dog. Anyway, that's Zachary Barker. This Zach is a Labrador, ten year old Labrador, and in in cooperation with Zach's owner, Doctor Lena, they have come up with a product called Dog Phone. Dog Phone, yeah, as you might have intuited, allows Zach to call Doctor Lena anytime Zach feels like it. Oh, this this is now Dr. Lena says in her YouTube video introducing this product that she said that she there's been a number of smart home gadgets that have been designed to allow humans to keep an eye on their dogs when they're not home. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends that have like the uh, the camera that's not just a camera like you can check in on your pet if you're gone all day, but you can also like have it like eject a treat and you can like send voice messages. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff available. And Dr. Lena said, Can I tell you, as much as I love my dog, and you know I love my perfect prince. You love your perfect prince. I think, yes. he's, I think he's the most special thing in the world. I've never felt the need to buy one of those things. Well, is that because you're not away from home as much as other people? I mean, you don't like have a job that you go to every day that's away from home. You uh, know? First of all, ouch. 
I'm, and I'm painfully aware of it. Thank you. Uh, second of all, uh, I, well, I used to travel a lot, right? And um, yeah. And I never felt the need to get one of those things because I always thought to myself, he's dog. Right. I leave and he's, he's probably, he's probably just like, ah, quiet. The human is in here making, felt... doing human things. I can just lay around and dog. Have you ever been curious though to like be a fly on the wall and just check out what, when, what Dagger's when doing? I lived, when I lived in my old place, which was like the ground floor, I had a ground floor place that was like in a, in a duplex. And, uh, I had friends on the block that would walk by and sometimes like the windows would be open when I was gone during the day and they would be like, he's just laying there. And like, they're like, <laughs> every time I walk by, he's either laying there or he's playing with one of his toys. He's just, yeah. he's a good, he's a, he's an only child. He takes care of himself. You know what I mean? I mean, if, if, if the roles were reversed, I have a feeling that it would be very similar. Like if you, if you had no commitments and you're just waiting for him to come home, you would probably just be laying around or playing with your toys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, different, I mean, he would, he would be like playing with his little, his little stuffed tiger or something. Uh, and I would be like, I don't know, taking apart another fucking Game Boy. But yeah, same shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, all of these established products, the, the thing that is consistent between all of them is that it's the human deciding when to check in on the dog. That's the a human very... going, hey, it's time to eject a treat. It's time to, to check the, you know, turn on the camera and see what the dog's doing. It's always the human deciding. This is, a, this is a family relationship. This is an important relationship, but it's always on the human's terms. Very, very lopsided, very asymmetrical. Extremely lopsided. Yeah. So that is where dog phone comes into play. This is uh, Dr. Elena's idea of allowing the dog some agency, giving the dog the ability to call her when the dog feels like it. Hmm. So now, how do it work? Yeah, I hear you asking. Yeah, how do it work? Well, uh, Dr. Elena took a ball, one of, one of Zach's favorite chew toy, uh, sort of a large uh, softball size ball that uh, Zach likes to play with. And she, uh, she tore it open Mm -hmm. And put in some sensors inside, an accelerometer, and uh, she connected that to her laptop and set up a system, a sort of if-then-that system, where uh, if the accelerometer uh, senses a lot of shaking or movement, it cues the laptop to call, <laughs> to call mom, to hey, call her. Jeff? A little fan service here. Is that Arduino? <laughs> it might very well be. Hey. It might, I don't have confidence. You did it. You nailed it in one. He said the thing. <laughs> yeah. So Zach has the ability to grab the ball in his little, his little adorable little Labrador mouth mm -hmm. and uh, shake it vigorously and initiate a video call with Dr. Elena, who's busy over at the University of Glasgow in her office. Uh, you know, c coming up with cool uh, other this. dog devices. I love this. Did you, um, so when my parents split, you know, my father moved to a different state as uh, very often happens. And I used to, uh, every once in a while, I would call him at work. You know what I mean? I was a little kid. Yeah. I'd just be like, I want to check in with dad. I want to ask dad something. Maybe dad's not right. busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love yeah. this because it has those vibes. Like, you know, this, this sort of like, I just want to check in. Like, where, where are you? You know, like, what are you up to right now? Exactly. What, you, what you thinking about? And like, dogs, yeah, I mean, for dogs don't have that. But here's the thing that I, uh, here's the reason why it particularly reminds me of that. I was a kid and I had no conception of this motherfucker's at work. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah. And yes. dog will definitely never have that. Like dog cannot <laughs> conceptualize that. Yeah. So you, so, so if you were to predict the results behaviorally for Zach, do you think that Zach, uh, pestered Dr. Lena at work? Do you think that Zach is constantly making calls? What it, or uh, what's your prediction as to how this went? After, after dog phone was introduced to Zach. Here's what I think. Here's what I think as, as somebody who is 
a dog owner with a perfect prince who thinks the world of 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 him. Uh, we think the animal is as obsessed with us as we are with the animal. And I simply do not believe that's true in a lot of cases. I Now, a Labrador is a dog that needs a lot of interaction and physical activity and is a very affectionate breed. So it might yeah. be that Zach would call fairly, fairly regularly, but I don't think Zach called as much as Dr. Douglas thought Zach was going to call. Well, especially at 10 years old. That's an old Labrador. That's a leave, yeah. that's like a leave me alone. <laughs> stay off my I'm lawn. I'm glad you went to work. Yeah. Now we, I can just relax. We had our morning hangout. Could you please leave so I can do the crossword puzzle? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This totally. is my this is this is Zach time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Well, he, here's what Dr. Elena uh, uh reported. She said, uh it was very exciting to receive video calls from Zach initially, and Zach oh. would call frequently. But then, not too long after that, he stopped calling. Yeah. <laughs> he stopped. He stopped calling altogether. And she said it it was uh it led her to start to feel anxious that he didn't want to talk to her all the time. And she started to worry that something was wrong at home <gasps> and that there were sort of times that Zach would call her during the day. And then he, when he stopped calling on those regularly scheduled times, she started to work. It, it was it was a bigger deal because she was like, oh, no, something terrible has happened to Zach, except nothing terrible had happened to Zach. He just uh, he just didn't really care about calling anymore. Yo, Zach went off to college. Zach made friends. Zach is busy. Zach's taken 12 credits. It's a, it's a big credit load. Uh, Zach's got extracurriculars. And, you know, Zach, Zach needs to get out and live Zach's life. Do, you know, find out what it's like to be Zach in the world. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to cast aspersions. I think this uh, researcher is, uh, this is really interesting. And, and she's clearly accomplished and, and uh, you know, seems like a, a, a brilliant person. But mm -hmm. it also uh, seems very, very much in line as to what I would expect from someone that would think to make one of these. Yeah. Is that exactly what you said where she's thinking, oh man, this dog's going to call me all the time because I'm thinking about the dog. The dog's going to be thinking about me. And then it's like, wait, what? It, Zach doesn't think about me all day long? What? Yeah. What? So it's like, <laughs> it's like when I, it's like when I do travel and I leave Dagger with friends and I'm just like, oh. I wonder what he's thinking right now. I wonder what he's doing. I hope he's okay. And when I come back, my friends are like, oh yeah, he was fine. He was fine the whole time. He was having a great time. Yeah. I'm just like, what do you mean he was having a great time? He didn't seem like a little sad, a little off, like, I don't know, a little low energy. And they're like, no, loved it. Yeah. yeah. Just want to play all no. the time. When my, ex, mean, even when my ex came down and visited for her, uh, for her birthday, she stayed in town for a, a week. And I was like, well, while you're here, you can, you can have the boy. You can have the prince. Because, you know, she's been living, she's been living up north for, for like a year, hasn't seen him. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, of course, take him for a few days. And when I, I met her in the park, I had the dog out and I had, I had like my phone ready because I was like, dude, he's going to lose his shit when he sees her. He's going <laughs> to be so excited. He's going to, he's going to go nuts because she's been gone for a year. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's going to be like one of those, one of those videos where like a dude comes back from war and the dog is like, <laughs> You know, like yeah. I was like, this yeah. is going to be amazing. She walked up and he looked over and he was like, oh, hey, man. And just kind of like walked over like really <laughs> calmly, like didn't bark, didn't do anything. Just walked up like, oh, yeah, we're in the park. Hey, you're in the park, too. Great. Where you been? I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, even with my kids, it's it's the same thing where, you know, they're crying. I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. And then, and you know, you drop them off at, the, at school or whatever or, or, or with a grandparent. Oh, daddy, daddy. And you're like, oh, my God. I know. I know, son. I know you need me. I, I love you so much. And then you, you call five minutes later like, ah, how's he doing? Oh, yeah. No, as soon as you left, he was fine. Yeah. Uh, he's having a great time now. Hasn't mentioned you at all. No, it, not it, one word. It turns out the dogs and children both uh, are very dumb, self-centered creatures and, <laughs> yes. and lack a certain amount of object permanence. And it's simply that if you are gone, the dog forgets a little bit. 
that you're supposed yeah. to be around. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're kind of obsessed with what's happening in the immediate vicinity. Yeah. And you have left the immediate vicinity. Maybe dogs. That's, that's fine. Dogs and children live in the moment. Yeah. You know what you gotta, I mean? You got to admire them for that, you know? You got to really admire them for you that. You really do. So, I mean, like... This is this is fun for me for the same reason like those uh those dogs that we talked about before that have the buttons that speak. Yes. You know. Yes. And the and I think this is the same in the same wheelhouse for sure. Yeah, and it's like, well, I wanted to teach my dog to to speak cuz I always wondered what it was thinking, but there's this background thing of like you know, the dog's thinking the dog and I can express our 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 love for each other. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. You know, uh, the dog and I can can talk about like how much we care about one another, and dogs like park now, <laughs> shut food, quiet park now, <laughs> no park now, like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, exactly. The the owner's like it's gonna be so great. We'll finally get to open our hearts to one another. You know, I get to see it deep into the dog's soul. And the do- dog's like give food, give food. <laughs> you are food. You are food give now. Here's the exact quote from uh, Dr. Lena Herskidge Douglas. I'm sure I got that wrong. No, you nailed it. Uh, She said, uh, quote, it became more anxious for me near the end because sometimes I wouldn't get a video call or he wouldn't ring me throughout the day. And I would be thinking, oh, he usually rings me at this time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, he had something else going on. (laughs) <laughs> something else was going on, man. He's, you know, and I feel like the dog is like, you're getting a little clingy, doctor. I'm sorry. You're getting yeah. a little clingy. You know, I feel like uh, it's, it was nice. I'm glad I can make these calls now, but come on. I can't, my whole day can't revolve around calling you. I, can't, I simply can't. I simply, <laughs> this simply can't be it. Yeah. I, so that's funny. So the dog had the ability to call her. Did she right. ever, did she ever, I mean, she must be one of these people that has one of those cameras. Like, did she ever like pop and check in on the dog? Like when the dog missed the call, did yeah. she open her camera to the dog? Does she talk about that at all? I bet she doesn't. She does not talk about that, but she does talk about how it made her anxious and, and worried that something was wrong. So you got to imagine she was checking on the dog, make sure it was okay, that it didn't call. Well, uh, that's the thing is I want to know if the dog fell into a habit of calling at a usual time during the day and then one day the dog didn't call, what, you know, for me, it's like, was the dog on it? Was the dog napping? Was the dog on some sort of magical adventure that dogs only go on when humans aren't around, like an animated thing? Some sort of homeward bound situation? Yeah, an incredible journey, if you will. And uh, (laughs) something like, you know, like another magical dog showed up and they had to save a magical dog kingdom of some sort. Like, oh, what, is, yeah. what is happening? You know? Perhaps. You never know. You never know with dogs. Like a Don Bluth I, situation. I, and I don't mean to be skeptical about all of this, but there's definitely a part of me that suspects one possible explanation is that the dog thought it was awesome to shake that ball and then didn't think that ball was awesome anymore. Literally, like, it had yeah. nothing to do with the call. It was just, the ball is less awesome. There's a different toy that I'm into now. Yeah, if, I don't, if I don't swap out the prince's toys every so often, he gets bored of them. Yeah. The prince, the the prince sort of has the, the so that, many toys, the fa- but they gotta, they gotta be swapped out. Right. And, and the fact that the, uh, the thing initiated a phone call with mom was sort of ancillary to the whole experience. It was like, oh, well, Oh great, That's Ma- new. oh, great, mom, you're here. Check out this toy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my God, and you're going to love this thing. <laughs> no longer interested in that toy. So it's weird. Mom never showed up either, but okay. Oh, did you? You know. Did you want to check me out playing this playing with this toy? Oh, that's great that you came at just the right time. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the other thing is I wonder, I often wonder how much dogs and pets in general understand, enjoy, and want a video call or even an audio right. call. Yeah. Um, like are, are they even, do they care? Does that, is that, is that what a dog is looking for with regard to con- connection with owner? You know, cause I feel like smell and proximity and all that stuff probably plays a big part in dog that video call is just not going to deliver. Does every dog understand a video call and what's going on? And if right. so, do they like it or does it creep them out? I can tell you the dagger, if you if you FaceTime dagger, 
He hates it. He won't look at the screen. He doesn't understand it and he doesn't like it. Yeah. Um, because, because soul is trapped in box. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, get out of there and come over here. So where, where I can smell you. I don't like this version of you. <laughs> Perhaps evil wizard. Perhaps trick. I don't know. Yeah. Take, I don't know. Is take, this scam? Take, take me to park. Take me to park. Why yeah. can't you take me to park? Yeah. Uh, magic box. Anthony can't take me to park. <laughs> Magic box, Anthony, just asked me over and over again, am I a good boy? Yeah. The answer is yes. The, an the answer has not changed. Yeah. Do something else. I don't want to look at it. He, he'll he do that dog thing where he's like, where he just like moves his head around. Where yeah, he's just like, yeah. no, no, I don't, we don't acknowledge that. My brain simply cannot, I can't integrate the idea of what this is. I wonder, but like, I don't know, maybe, maybe some dogs, I guess, are really into it. I don't I mean, know. It My sounds like Zach was into it for a while, but I, I'm skeptical. It, the bad news here, Anthony, yeah. despite how I set this up, is that she has no plans to make this into a consumer-facing product. So there goes your holiday gift. Oh. But maybe if we, you know, if we exert an, enough pressure and if there's enough folks that are clamoring for the dog phone, somebody will make the dog phone. You can get me another broken Game Boy. Okay. I love to put together broken game voice. <laughs> uh, I, I do wonder if there's also, if there's also something, a, a final thought that I have on this is I wonder if initially there was anxiety that the dog didn't know where, where Dr. Douglas was. The dog was concerned. The dog had no way to know throughout the day. Right. And then, Sort of like this, sort of like me, as I got used to my parents being separated, perhaps I called my father less and less, right? right because right. I was like, I get it. He's, he's a whip, but he's this, there. Like I the same thing happens every time. And so it's no longer a mystery. It's no longer a worry. Right. And so I wonder if, uh, if Zach wasn't like a little bit reassured, you know? That's, that's a, I think that's a positive spin on this. Like the I think kid, that's an interesting way to think about it. Like the kid who wants to call home the first day of camp. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I used to always say that uh, the phrase, you know, in regards to camp or moving or anything really is you're, you're more there than you are here until you're more here than you are there. Right. Oh, in your was, that, mind, was that J.R.R. Tolkien? <laughs> no, that was a, that's a Kanata original. I don't think it uh, is. Isn't it? I don't no. know. Maybe. There and back again? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but the idea is Not that, all who you know, wonder of course, are lost. Jeff Kanata. You, 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 uh, you're in, in your head, you know, your first day of camp, you're, all you're thinking about is you're not at home. And then by the third day of camp, you're like, I don't want to go back home because mm -hmm. here is awesome. And I think that's how we kind of And then you take over the camp in a Lord of the Rings style situation. Yes. And then you create this nightmarish tribal child society mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, then mm -hmm. when the military finds you you immediately break down as a child again because then you're more there than here <laughs> and you remember you remember you remember it comes back and the uh, blood on your hands is washed away anyway uh my here my here's my question to you about this yeah do you think it is worthwhile the whole impetus for this which is give the pet some agency, give it the ability to initiate. Do you think that that is a worthwhile pursuit as far as, I mean, she's talking about this being the beginning of sort of a whole range of technologies that allow pets to be in, more in control. Hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. I think it's fun and I think it can be cool. I think about like, you know, Jeff, in a way, animals is just like us. And <laughs> I do, like my neighbor has a dog that when they first leave, will will kind of do the, the nervous, anxious barking for a little while, you right. know? And maybe for that dog, it would be nice if the dog could understand that it could alleviate its own anxieties by... Right by seeing that its owner was okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, 
it's not like it's not like dog can share any important information with me. Like dog doesn't need to get a hold of me. <laughs> right. You know, right. you're never going to be in a situation where you're like, I'm sorry, I got to take this. It's my dog. It's my dog. And yeah, <laughs> no. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, I'll pick some up on the way home. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's cool. I think, it, I think at first, I, I don't know that I would get one because I feel like it would be wasted. I think Dagger would, would try it like none times. <laughs> I think it would happen. Just, I think it would happen once and he would hate it. <laughs> and he would try it none times. This is why it's the perfect gift because you'd never get it for yourself. You know? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, th- I do think it's cool, though. I, um, and I think, it's, I think it's more cool for anxious owners than it is for anxious yes. pets. That's where I think I, that the market lies is the kind of person, like, I, I knew somebody who used to let her dog drink out of the toilet because she was like, this is when I lived in San Francisco, and she was like, if there is an earthquake and the dog is trapped and it knows there is a source of water in the toilet, it can wow. stay alive. And I was like, that's the most bonkers. Yeah. Like, you're not wrong, but that's yeah. a bonkers reason to let your dog drink it's, out of the toilet. It's real edge case thinking. Is yeah. What that is. So it's like, if for that sort of anxious owner, they knew, hey, if anything was really, if my dog was really worried about anything, my dog could literally FaceTime me. It knows how. It has yeah. the tools. I've given it the, the tools to do so. If it's not, if the dog is not calling me, dog is probably okay. Like, I feel like it's better for people. I agree. I think that this is, all of this is an example of projecting onto the dog your own feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would want to be able to call me if I was dog and dog's like, but I'm, you're not me. That's not how I operate. Yeah, I'm, I'm only, I'm only diurnal because of, because of domestication and honestly, if you're gone, I'm just going to sleep all day. Yeah. You can just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually I'm a nocturnal when you get animal. Back, but it, I'm excited when you get back, but it's not because I wanted you to get back any sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. No, I don't know. Uh, if, you, if you're animal owners, you know, we have, a whole, uh, we have a whole Perfect Princes chat room in the, uh, in the Discord. On the, the channel. Discord. Yeah. Uh, the Perfect Princes channel is full of just adorable, adorable pets. And uh, it, we should talk there if, you, if you're the kind of person that would want one of these things or if you have some sort of uh, highly technological pet toy or surveillance system. I know a lot of people do. Uh, and yeah. if you, if you want to get onto that Discord and chat with everybody, it's not just about, listen, it's not just about pet security systems, although it no, is mostly I mean, about that. 90% pet security systems. Yeah, we mostly it's not just pet security. No, it's mostly about building a pet surveillance state. 90% of <laughs> our Discord is about that. But we also talk about other stuff, uh, you know, obviously episode discussion. We can talk about games, books, movies, all sorts of other stuff. If you want to check that out, uh, just head to patreon.com slash we have concerns and support the show for a buck a month or more. There are more rewards as you support more, including those, uh, those pre-show conversations that we are we were just talking about. If you don't know what those are about, we released one a couple weeks ago publicly to yeah, the world. Yeah, for everybody. For uh, everyone. Just to get a little taste, a little uh, flavor of what what you're missing out on if you're not supporting the show. It's so inexpensive uh, to get those. And uh, you can get all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash we have concerns. And all Jeff wants for the holidays is for us to get that 100% conversion rate of listener to it's, patron. It's so easy. It should not be difficult. It should not be difficult. If you listen to the show, 100% of the people uh, give us a dollar a month and then we never have to work again. Just, it's very easy. Very they, say, they say, do what you love and have other people fund it and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're right. They are. They're right. Uh, Jeff, it's so funny that you brought up this story because my story today is also about animal intelligence. Oh, look at that. A favorite synergy. Synergy. Synergy Mansfield. The person who submits the stories and also the concept based on the man who submits the stories. Uh, So I don't know if you know this, Jeff, but there is an animal welfare and sentience bill that is being passed in the UK. Oh, I knew it wasn't going to be the US. No. UK. <laughs> Turn animal into cube and eat them. Uh, <laughs> but the UK uh, has passed 
the Animal Welfare and Sentience Bill. And it's very interesting. It's, um, it's a law that's going to halt most live animal exports. Uh, hmm. Because the idea is, if some of these animals are sentient beings, we need to th- worry about full regard to the welfare requirements of animals when we formulate law and policy. So this is about giving, giving animals rights, right? It, it, you can't just export the animal to another country without knowing what's going to happen to the animal because how they have is, a certain How is it going to be rights. exported? How will it be treated during export? What will be done yeah. with the animal upon export? Uh, because if an animal has a certain amount of sentience, then we know that we can, we can emotionally harm the animal, right? Right. They're not just an object to be traded. Yeah, and I think this is cool because it's not going to extend to all animals. Uh, it, it's going to extend to a few. Yeah. But what Fuck I, fish, yeah, right? Look, right? Look, fish is ugly. <laughs> fish is dumb. And if yeah, any fish, fish is food. And if any fish is sentient enough to have a problem with that, write me an email. Yeah, and I'll I dare stop, you. You idiot. I dare you. Yeah. But you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, it will, it will affect some cattle and livestock and things like that, but it's not going to affect, like, look, there are obviously some things carved out of this bill that are like, hey, food is food and we need to worry about that too, you know? But hopefully- <laughs> this carve it out so we can carve it yeah, out, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? That's what I'm, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, and you, you would think, Jeff, that I'm the sort of person that would be a hundred percent for this bill, right? Oh yeah. I thought that's why you were bringing it up. Cause you're like, we need to do this everywhere. Oh yeah. You would think, oh man, this is, you think Anthony's about to say that this is a huge step forward for animals and we need to worry about this sort of thing. And we really need to be thinking more about how we treat animals and what we eat and blah, 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 blah. But Jeff, this fucking, this fucking law. What? What's going on with this law? Has already backfired. <laughs> You've been getting a lot of calls on the dog phone about it. This, uh, like, all of the dog parliament is already just, they're pushing for more and more and more. You give these dogs an inch, they take a mile. Yeah. You know? They no. do look adorable in those little wigs, though. Jeff, a few animals are being added to the sentience law after some, uh, after some uh, some findings by the London School of Economics and Political Science, oh, I I I'm sniffing where this is headed. Crabs, lobsters. Oh, no. no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Octopuses. No. These fucking idiots fell right into the octopus's tentacles. This, they're at, they're attacking us through the legislature now. Jeff, they figured out that they can't topple the system. They're going to work from within. That They're going to rot the system from within. They're in their trees, ready to pounce, lobbying legislatures. This is it, bud. This is it. They're like the, this is the far right of octopus. Do you know oh, what I mean? Man. They're in there. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's not, when we say the system isn't broken, it's functioning as planned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The octopuses are taking it out. It's functioning as planned. The scope of the animal welfare sentience bill will be extended to all decapod crustaceans and cephalopod mollusks. That means not just octopuses, Jeff. This means squid. This means cuttlefish. Oh, yeah. Cuttlefish is sentient? Cuttlefish I is sentient. You. Now look, I you and you. I, you and I know that they're sentient. We, oh, we know they've got plans. They're wickedly smart, but you can't, you can't give them rights. Jeff. You can't do it. They're mean. They're mean as hell. They have, they have active camouflage. They can escape from any prison. We've seen this. Yeah. We've seen this. They can squish down to the size of a dime if they need to. It's like if Lex Luthor and Plastic Man had a baby. Do you remember there was a period in Superman comics when Lex Luthor was president? Oh, yeah. I remember. We've just done that. The We've UK, just done that. The UK is Welcome just Welcome to that future. Look. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Britain. So, uh, Dr. Jonathan Birch, an associate professor at the LSE's Center for the Philosophy of Natural and Social Science, 
And the principal investigator on the Foundations of Animal Sentience project said that he is pleased to see the government implementing a central recommendation of my team's report. After reviewing over 300 scientific studies, we concluded that cephalopod mollusks and decapod crustaceans should be regarded as sentient and should therefore therefore be included within the scope of animal welfare law. Now, here's the thing. It's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy's the, the chief investigator. Have we determined that he's not just two octopuses in a trench coat? Just a regular dad, Jeff. He's not, he's, Octodad is just a regular dad, Jeff. <laughs> it's just a regular normal dad in a suit. Uh, that's all I see. Uh, yeah, nobody did check, but like, I'll tell you what, this is, I think this is a Starro situation. A Starro? Yeah. You know, Starro from, uh, from DC Comics from the Suicide Squad. I think this is a (laughs) Starro situation. I think maybe we should check Dr. Jonathan Birch's neck for a tiny Mm. cephalopod or like reach in with long tweezers, like Cronenberg style and see if there's just like a little. it just keeps coming out. It just keeps coming out. But here's the thing that's interesting is Dr. Birch said that this is actually is going to remove sort of a major inconsistency. And that is that within the scientific community, Jeff, a lot of these animals have already been treated as sentient for years, but that's just within the scientific community. It's not within general law. So like. Within the, sci- within the scientific community, there are ethical laws that say you can't do certain things to cephalopods and octopuses and, and a lot of these other animals that are protected under the Sentience Act because the scientific community knows through their research that these animals are intelligent. And so for years, it's been like, hey, you can't fuck up a dolphin. That's not cool. We know how smart right. a dolphin is. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, mice, though, do whatever you want. Oh, mice is mice- so dumb. Yeah, just do whatever you want to them. Mice is so dumb. And, but, here, and here's the problem, Jeff. Here's the problem. Even if even if mice is not that dumb, as dumb as we're saying, which they are, don't worry. Their brain's so good for experiment. <laughs> the brain's so good because it like little so it like a little person brain structurally. Yeah, and you could get so you can get hundreds of them, Jeff. And they're and they're just tiny person brains. It's like it's like. It's like building model rockets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know what you mean, but it sounds good. So this is what it's like. It's like, it's like building model rockets or, uh, or remote control cars or something like that. You can't mess around with a real, with a real sports car or a real, oh, I see. Or yeah. a real rocket. Yeah. That's hundreds of thousands. Every time you shoot off a rocket, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's too spency. Right. Right. Uh, Human model brain. rocket is to, is to space shuttle. As mouse is to human brain. Yeah, human brain. Yeah, yeah. So ethics, so spency, have to be donated, so rare. You yeah. do one experiment on human brain, it's done. These mice. I could give you, I could get you like two dozen mice this afternoon if you need it. Dude, I can. No problem. I could get, I could get on DoorDash right now, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Boom. To your door. Uh, they'll take a little, they'll take a little picture of your doorstep where the mice are sitting. So this is the thing. We got it. Some animals, we have to, we just have to ignore whether they're smart or not, Jeff. I'm sorry. It don't, it don't matter if that mouse saw the maze or learned to play the piano or whatever <laughs> mouse do. I don't know what we've too done useful. with mice. Yeah. It's the too useful carve out. We just need that. We need that brain. Uh, yeah. You know, the, this review Look, even though it made the major, major mistake of giving octopuses too much power, mm-hmm. because if we can't fight back against the octopuses, they will just, listen, the only thing that's stopping the octopuses from, from destroying us right now is they haven't figured out those Tim Burton 1950s sci-fi helmets yet. Right. They're working on it. Have you ever seen one inside of a fishbowl? My they're dude, working on it. My dude, do you remember the episode we did about octopus cities and tools that they're building? Oh, yeah. They got tools now. There's only they got tools, they got laws. They they have a social hierarchy. It's only it's only a matter of time. It really is before octopuses TikTok, figure TikTok. it out. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're on TikTok, and it's, they are on it's TikTok. All, it's all it's it's all coming together. And it's not a cute like it's not like a cute thing like oh the Monterey Bay Aquarium has a has a camera on the octopus tank. No, these no, octopuses no. figured out two factor authentication. 
and they're they're they got manifestos on TikTok. Dude, it's weird. If you're on if you're on right wing octopus TikTok, it's scary. Like people start like people don't understand the pipeline of like cool fun dance to yeah. right wing octopus TikTok. It's, it's three steps. Three steps at the most. I, I mean, that's the dance. That's the dance. But then the, also three steps into TikTok gets you to and the manifesto. And it's because octopuses understand the algorithm and they're good at social media. Yeah. Because they have no we, they have no feelings, Jeff. They're sociopaths and they just want to game the system. And now we're giving them rights under the law. And it's a problem. But I'll tell you what, there's some stuff in this bill that is actually very good. Uh, and in this research, that's actually very good. Um, you know, uh, there are things that current commercial practices allow that some scientific, like scientific practices don't allow some of these things. Scientific practices do allow some of these things. But one of the things that Dr. Birch and his team found is like, look, there's some stuff that we're doing every single day to animals that are used as food, to animals that are used as, as pets to, that we just should not be doing if we're really taking their welfare and their sentience into account, we should not be declawing animals right. that we use for food. Wait, octopuses have claws now? I mean, they don't have claws, but they, some of them do have the razor tentacles. We do know that. And they do have the, they do have the sharp beaks. Sharp beaks. Um, we should not be like, we should not be nicking them. We should not be uh, eye stalk ablation, which is where you, which is where you get rid of the eye stalks. So they can't see what's around them. So they're just, oh man, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they do. Um, also the sale of decapod crustaceans to, uh, untrained non-expert handlers, which is like, which is like, Hey, we're just handing off yeah. tanks of crustacean tanks of lobsters and crabs that are actually very sentient. Just, which is why we've advocated for the longest time, get your credentials, get your training, mm -hmm. get your crab and lobster handling license you can get it the same like like listen there's some programs that will allow you to get it uh in a two-week with your forklift operating license and yeah, if you, it's a twofer and it's it's very useful and honestly you're honestly look into it because your employer should pay for that for you because it's actually more of a benefit to them um <laughs> but no like imagine this they are sentient enough like some people have compared uh crustacean sentience to like we were just talking about dogs yeah just about the same as a dog and we are yeah catching them in nets, having them, imagine like, a, I mean, it's adorable, but imagine a bunch of dogs in a net like that <laughs> in a literal dog pile. It's cute, but like yeah. the ones in the middle can't breathe. They can't see. They're being crushed. Yeah. It's cute at the moment, but it's messy later. Yeah. We put them in, uh, we put them in tanks and then. The craziest part though, is when you hoist that net out of the water mm -hmm. and all those soggy dogs come out of the water. It's like, how did they even get in there? How did you get, what are you, how did you get? It's like one guy <laughs> threw one ball. One guy threw one ball off a boat. Yeah, so that um, happens. Don't, by the way, don't throw a ball off a boat. But one of the other things is um, live boiling of crustaceans without stunning them. How do you stun them? Just, do you like wear something amazing? <laughs> tell them about the national debt in a way that they can understand. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or like global climate change. Yeah. Like, like really put it in a way, like show them that video of like, the one grain of rice and then the million, hundred million grains of rice, you yeah. know? Or like, or like a really, really good M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like one of the good ones, you know? Like, like by the end, they're like, like oh, like, shit. And you're like, just get in this pot. It's you mean boiling. like the first one? <laughs> the only one. Just like the yeah. first one. Um, just the first one. Although I'll defend, I'll defend Unbreakable to my dying day. Uh, yeah. But no, like, these, we are putting, imagine we're, we're literally boiling these things that are as smart as dogs alive and yeah, we're not doing and we're not doing anything delicious. to like anesthetize them or stun them they're just aware of the fact that they're being boiled alive and then you eat them right but if i could crack into a dog's outer shell and get its delicious meat inside and it was as succulent and jeff and, you can and, and I it is it in butter. what you don't even have to crack the shell of a dog dog just flesh <laughs> You could just eat dog. If I dip dog paw in butter, it's going to taste as good as a crab claw? I don't know about as good. See, there you go. Here's That's the thing. what I'm talking about. Here's the thing. The claw of a crab 
has a lot of meat in it and it's a very simplified, mm. it's a very simplified structure. Delicious. The paw of a dog is like the hand of a human where it's too bony, not enough flesh. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever tried to dip a human's hand in butter, it's, it doesn't work at all. No. And I have. Too bony. Um, <laughs> but I think this is, I think this is very interesting because, okay, we can acknowledge, I like that, I like that the idea of this is we can acknowledge the food chain. We can acknowledge yeah. where we are on the food chain and we can acknowledge, we can be realistic about the needs of both people for survival and for scientific research. But we can also say, all right, it's, I mean, honestly, I equate it and this is wild, but I do equate it to fair treatment of prisoners. Like I honestly do. Like, yeah, there's no reason, yeah, right. there's no reason there's no reason like a uh, prison sentence it's, it's about also being has humane. to be torturous. It, ha it should be humane. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's funny. I mean, I mean, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain dark humor to the idea of like, yeah, yeah. You know, boil the crab, but like, come on, knock it out first. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, you think about like, um, you think about the differences in livestock practices here. And then like, uh, you know, the story that I've told before here on the show, about going to Iceland and having a hamburger in Iceland at a restaurant where they know the names of every cow that went into the right. burger. Um, yeah. Where the, where the animals are just treated better. And it's like, you... Does it make you feel less guilty? Yeah, it should. Should you, should we erase, like, should you feel no guilt at all? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not here to tell you. Right. I eat meat again, you know, but I do try, I try to limit it and I try to think about what I'm eating. But I do think there's this thing of like, I do hate knowing that like, we, that like chickens, when you call a chicken free range, it just means it's only in a four foot cage with 18 other chickens instead of 48 other chickens. Right. And yeah. like, and like they're bred to be just like, these weirdly genetic, hor like horrifying things that are barely chickens and like yeah, all of that all thigh. Yeah. There's like 90% thigh. And they can barely yeah. move and like they're all weird. And it's just like, man, I, yeah, we could probably, like I'd feel better about eating a fried chicken sandwich if I knew it wasn't that, you know? Right. And I feel better about no, experimenting I, I, on animals if I know that like we're not, we're not, we're not treating them horribly needlessly outside of the experiment and the harm that the experiment unfortunately has to do. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, I think there is a, uh, a really genuine argument to be made for a humane treatment of things that you still kill and eat. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that that, I don't think that those are contradictory notions. I mean, yes, you know, it can, it can seem a little ridiculous to say, well, we're going to kill this thing and eat it anyway, but it's, it, but up to that point, it doesn't have to suffer. And I think the suffering of the animals is, especially knowing that they're intelligent and they register the suffering and that they, they feel that is, is something that can be avoided with minimal efforts, it seems. Yeah. Well, not just that. I mean, it also, like, look, if you want to get really, really uh, cynical about this uh, and be like, well, animal is food. Yeah, animal is food. But here's what's up. I can point you to studies that actually say Animals that died happy taste better because of the chemicals wow. that they're constantly secreting in their body. An animal right. that is constantly stressed throughout its life is releasing stress hormones and other chemicals that are just, they're just not tasty. Right. This is why I've always been supportive of Patch Andrews, the, the clown butcher. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is not the clown butcher of Fleet Street. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is the one uh, that Scotland Yard has been after for years and cannot catch. You're talking <laughs> no, about you're talking about the clown butcher that um I'm talking about the, uh, sort of the like Robin that, Williams film. Yeah, sort of like that lost Jerry Lewis movie about yes. the clown that works in the uh, in the children's uh in the children's camp in World War II. You're talking about uh yeah, the the unfinished Robin Williams sequel to Patch Adams. Yeah. Patch Andrews. The clown butcher, where he uh, he entertains the animals right before serving them to the children. <laughs> they taste happier. Do you know what I love is after God six years of doing this show with you, um, <laughs> you understand where I'm coming from, but you're and you and you and you get it, and on an intellectual level, you agree with it, but you're also just like, 
cook an animal, fucker. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, Anthony, I get where you're coming from on an intellectual level, level, but also popcorn chicken. So fuck you. (laughs) Popcorn chicken, bro. (laughs) I respect that you respect my opinions while at the same time being like, is this story making anybody else hungry? We, we support we support and we undermine. We support and we undermine. That's what we do here. <laughs> you're gonna go, you're gonna try to you're gonna try to talk uh Aaron into getting some seafood tonight, aren't you? Oh man. You're kind of in Sushi? the mood for it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me you know, maybe get a little uh squid, you know? Get well a little squid. You know that I'm all for that actually. Yeah. We got to take them out. And also we have to show them who's more powerful. It's not us, but they need to believe that it is. Yeah. No, they they need to fear the chopsticks. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Coming in to dip you in a delicious sauce and put you in my mouth. (sighs) Yeah. I don't think you're ever going to fully get the point, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Uh, Folks, you can let us know what you think about all this once again in the discord. We'd love to see you there. Uh, you can also yeah. tweet at us. Uh, we Will we answer? Will we see it? I don't know. Twitter's a terrible place, but we are there. I'm at A. Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And uh, hey, if, you know, if you've seen a story like this that you would like to show off or you'd like to have us talk about, uh, the Discord's a great place to leave it. You can also send it to wehaveconcernsshow at gmail.com. And if you are a patron, we have an inbox there as well. Uh, remember yeah. that uh, you, got a, you got a fun little bonus video from me if you're a patron. Uh, last week, next week, you're going to get one from Jeff. So that's exciting. Yeah. We're trying to do at least a couple of these a month for you. And we have some exciting new things coming to the Patreon soon, uh, probably in the new year. So stay tuned and uh, we will see you next week. Stay vigilant. Keep keep an eye on those octopuses. I literally, I genuinely, if you, if you messaged me tonight with a picture of like a seafood platter, I would not be surprised. <laughs> it could very well happen. I genuinely would not well be surprised. Happen. I've it's it, all that's happened is I've it, I've incepted I've primed your head yeah. for seafood now. Oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah.